Parents, do you have an adult child that you're trying to mend a relationship or build a relationship? Have you ever thought how to transition from parenting your children when they were young and now they're adults? This week on Aspire Today, we're going to have all of those answers and more. Stay tuned. No matter how old you are, no matter the color of your skin, whatever your desire, through God and prayer, you can achieve great things. This show was created to educate, inspire, and provide spiritual insight to fulfill God's purpose for your life. This is Aspire Today. Hi, and welcome to Aspire Today. I am Pastor Charlita Bragg. I am here with my husband, Pastor Ronald Bragg. And we have some absolutely special guests here with you, Pastors Tyrone and Cynthia Marshall. I am beyond excited to have my absolute dear friends here they have a wonderful message on parenting your adult children. They are the pastors of Victory Christian Ministries in Washington, D.C., and they have such a wonderful message for you all. So let's get started. <laughs> pastors Marshall, welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, we're so um, delighted to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. It's a absolutely. pleasure. Yes. Yes. Um, we've been talking the past few weeks about parenting adult children. And when we were in prayer about it, I could not think of a better couple of a godly example of you all in your family. Um, God has done such amazing work with both, uh, with you all. And I know for a few years that, uh, <laughs> both your daughter, your son, your son-in-law and your grandson, all live with you <laughs> and you all, all work together. <laughs> so you all have a very unique perspective that most people don't get to have. And I really just want you all just to share your heart and share just some of the things that maybe uh, we can all glean from as my kids get older and I know others may be having their, their adult kids at home. I think um, one thing that I was, meditating on before we started the broadcast uh, this evening was the anointing breaks the yoke. Mm. And when Charlita and I were praying on who could really relay the message over to help mm. parents that may be struggling, parents that may have some challenges and some issues, we knew that we needed two people, number one, that were anointed by God and has accepted God's empowerment to parent mm. from birth to where you're adult children are now. So um, I believe that that is what will relate over to our audience uh, because especially during this time that we're living in, uh, children have sometimes different perspectives than we do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Sometimes they have different relationships than we do. And sometimes it doesn't always translate in, in our agreement. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, uh, we as parents may need guidance. I mean, I have younger children, so I'm excited about what you're going to say myself because I'm trying to prepare myself for the future. But <laughs> uh, I wanted to bring, I wanted to start us off with the book of Hebrews, something that God dropped in my spirit in Hebrews 5, 14, a very familiar passage of scripture. 
And I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation. It says, solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. And when I read that, my mind as a, and I consider myself a young parent, is my job is to train mm -hmm. so that they can operate in mature things, mm -hmm. uh, uh, so that they can be prepared to receive not only the deep things of God, but be mature enough to understand how to function uh, in society successfully. Mm -hmm. um, and, but how to get there, you know, how, how do I as a parent, would you say, what are some tools that you think that uh, Pastor Charlene and I and all the other parents that are out there, what are some tools you guys think that we can use to help us prepare our children for their future? Oh, wow. I, I love what you say because um, when you use that word training, it reminds me of the scripture that God even deals with me today with my adult children. I've asked you to train your children in the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart. And he reminded me that scripture doesn't say train them in the way they, they should go. And when they get older, they're going to go off somewhere and then they're going to come back. He said, I said, train them and they will not depart. Departure means, um, See, we look at departure that if they left outside the church, um, they departed. But he says, no, you've trained them to know my voice. Mm -hmm. right. You trained them to be familiar with my way. They might be physically away, but I'm inside of them, talking to them, um, nurturing them. And then he cautioned me as when they could become adults, because I've asked you to train them. Let me do my part. Mm -hmm. I'll keep them. Don't you be Holy Ghost Jr. <laughs> Don't you go nag and offer your advice where it's not asked for. You did your part. You trained. Trust that the training that I instructed you when you said, you know, you parent by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Trust that what I guided you in when you trained them in the way of the word, when you trained them and what it's like to love them, to be a family, to show the love of God with them, that they matter, that they're first place to after your relationship with God, that ministry, that they don't come second to ministry, mm -hmm. but, but they, that they're valuable and they're part of what you're doing as a family, if it's in ministry or whatever you're doing as you raise them. And as you teach them the principles that you've learned by the Holy Spirit, um, God says they're not going to depart because they can't get away from my voice. And that's a living testimony of out to adult children that when they were in college, Mm -hmm. They, you know, they were raised up in the things of Christ. We weren't. We were heathens and then got born again, right? <laughs> in our twenties, but they came up in it. And so they were curious. They wanted to know what does it look like to party, to go to the club, but they never had peace when they went to that party, when they mm -hmm. went to that club. And when they came back home, they shared the stories, you know. I didn't understand why I didn't fit in, why I try not to read my Bible, but I'm depressed and it's not working because you have bent them with your training as you go along trusting God that they can't get away from that still small voice, that that nagging on the inside yeah. to say, you don't belong here. You're not going to enjoy sin, You, mm -hmm. but when you get where you're supposed to be, you'll see joy. So yeah. I would encourage you, keep doing what you're doing. Parents, keep doing what you're doing. And the other thing, and then I'm going to let you add in, you know, God asks us to um, to raise. He says, I call two people to come together to have a godly seed. Yes. You're not going to get a godly seed if your behavior is not godly. Oh, wow, that's that's key. 
And that's a decision we both made that if we're going to get a godly seat, our character has to always be godly. Not when we're in the pulpit, but when we're at home behind closed doors. That's so good. And so even when they became adults, that's one thing they can't do. They can't say that we were hypocrites. Amen. Amen. They know that we live by this word. Where we're in church, we're in the home, we're in the mall, wherever, <laughs> on the beach, on vacation, we live by the word. So that's one thing that they cannot deny. Yeah. That's, that's burnt in them. And so because they seen us live this life, it allowed us to have more influence and impact in them as they become adults. Yes. Mm-hmm. You were consistent. Yeah. Consistent. And that's what so many uh, millennials, I think the reason they run from the church is because they feel as though their example wasn't consistent. Yes. And all they want is that person who is, this is what they say, but this is also what they do. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're yes. not one way in church and another way they are consistent because that's what keeps them. That's when, so that when they go away to college and when they grow up and have their own life, they always know that their parents were consistent. They were, they, they had a relationship with Christ. They have a relationship with Christ. And even when I may have tried to what, party <laughs> or go out, it, it, it something draws me back mm-hmm. to where I know I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that drawing that we have to depend on and trust that what we put in them, yes. that God would always bring them back to where they need to be. Yes. Yeah. That's so good. Yes. I'm going to yes. throw a little monkey wrench in the conversation. What about those parents that aren't in the church? Mm-hmm that they still have a desire for their children to succeed because parents that may not be rooted and grounded in the faith, they still love their children. Yes. And so what about those parents? And because um, as you and Pastor Charlita were talking, uh, we were talking in reference to the example that you set for your children. They mm-hmm. saw you follow God. But what about parents that say, you know what? I'm a great parent. I... I may not go to church that much, but I pay the bills. I keep a roof over their head. I keep food in their mouth. Uh, I treat them with respect, but I'm, I'm, I'm having some issues. How would you help that parent that has, in the eyes of the child, may, they may not have done everything right, but they were consistent in providing. Mm-hmm. But the child now is having issues. How would you help that parent now to help steer that that adult child, because we're talking about adult children here, in, in, in the right direction. Okay. Did you want to go? Uh, I would say just continue to be real mm-hmm. and be genuine in what you're doing, whether you're saved or unsaved. You know, be real. Uh, people respect you just being real and genuine. Mm-hmm. And that allows you to have a level of influence in their life because they know you're real. And so when you're talking to them and you're trying to give them wisdom and advice, they know it's coming from a real place. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, always just try to learn and, and, and reach out. Mm-hmm. And since we're, we're talking about adult children, I, I think one thing we really have to remember is that we got to, at one point, start treating them like adults. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And respecting them like adults mm-hmm. and letting them live their own lives mm-hmm. and make their own, own decisions. decisions. Right. Yeah, that's real. And, you know, and and we're all imperfect people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, no matter if you raise them 100 percent by the Bible, we're still people. We're going to make some bad decisions. We're (laughs) going to make some mistakes. 
you know, and then we got we just got to learn how to walk through that and, and work through that as mm-hmm. as adults now yeah. because they're not kids. And so when you when you're talking to them, you're talking to them as an adult. You're not making them or, you know, just bringing it to them. This is the way you should be doing it. It's a way you have to change your speech, your dialogue with them also. Well, we were talking earlier. One of the things you said that I thought was so key was the same way you talk to a friend, a member of your church, a church, you know, your church family, co-worker. It's the same type of dialogue you want to have with your now adult child so that you can reap the benefit of what's on the inside of them and they can reap the benefit of what's on the inside of you. Um, what are some examples that you all, I don't know, that you may want to share of some things that you've learned from your own kids? Um, don't offer my advice or opinion <laughs> when it's not asked for. <laughs> very, very good. Don't do that. If you will cause a division and resentment in your children, in your adult children, if they want your opinion and your advice, mm-hmm. they'll come to you. Even if you see them, if they're not making a life and death mistake, Right. And they're doing something that you don't think is maybe the best interest or best decision, but it's not life and death. And they're not asking your opinion. Just sit back and pray in the Holy Ghost that they'll get it out. And, and you have to let your children fail gracefully anyway. Mm-hmm. Some experiences, they got to walk through it and, and experience it. How do they learn if you if you come in and capture everything and rescue them all the time. And that's something that needs to happen long before they're adults because that should be transitioning in their teen years as well. You know, we don't wait till they turn 21 and say, oh, we're going to adjust to treat you like an adult. No, you end up with this 21 dependent can't do anything child Mm -hmm. um, and you may still be treating them like a child. And then as a parent, you can't get upset that if they do ask you for your advice, that they don't take it. You just can't. You just have to have that place of knowing that. And then, you, you know, when it's asked for, listen more than you talk to. Don't don't run off at the mouth, you know, like they want your opinion and they can barely get out their subject matter and you're gone off. No, be learn to be a good listener, parents. Listen more than you talk and listen for the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. To If you're born again and you have the spirit of God on the inside of you, if you're born again, listen for his still small voice to guide you. If you don't hear anything. Just smile and listen. <laughs> <laughs> He'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it will come. It will come because I find children want a good listener sometimes yeah. when they do want advice mm-hmm. and they need to. um just share some of the things that's on their heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I often think about um, if you want good relationship with your children or anybody, you have the greatest influence with people you make feel the best about themselves. Mm-hmm. And if I make you feel respected, mm-hmm. mature, and I think you can handle yourself because you are an adult and I respect you from that level and my actions show that, I believe you'll develop that that trust and that dialogue with that child that it will begin to cause a bonding and an intimacy, if you, even if you didn't have it before. Mm-hmm. But it's a mind renewal. It is. Right. It is. So how did you guys get to that place? Trial and error. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I really believe this. No, I will say this. I believe that, um, especially with marriage, okay. that you leave and cleave. Yeah. 
I don't belong in your marriage business. Even you asked me about my adult children. Yeah, my daughter had a difficult pregnancy. Um, so we told her in that difficult pregnancy, they were, they were going on one year marriage. The apartment lease was up. We were like, why don't you come live with us? And um, have the baby and we we'll, you know, can transition out of this house into somewhere else. But your pregnancy, you need someone with you 24 hours mm-hmm. a day because right. it was that challenging of a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. She came at six months and delivered at seven months. And they the the one year transition turned into four, <laughs> four years, four years. But I and they stayed on the lower level of our house. We have a finished basement and they had their own bathroom, bedroom, had out. Um, workout room space and I'll I'll entertainment room. (laughs) (laughs) But I believe you leave and cleave. So even if you're in my house, I don't belong in your business. There you go. I don't belong. Even if I see things that aren't right, you didn't ask me. I still don't. If it's not hurting you or killing you, I just don't belong there unless you ask me. Right. So I have to give that respect. That's where I learned that from. So that sounds like that was challenging though. Oh, it was. Okay. It was challenging. I'm not saying I I had a lot of, I, I grew up so much. Okay. Had a lot of flesh. I probably got flesh piled up to here (laughs) in the freezer somewhere of God dealing with me and showing me how self-centered I am. And especially as a woman in your own home and you're inviting other people in, I feel like any other woman. I'm the queen of this house. I want to run my house the way I want it. You're going to pick up here. You're going to do this. We don't do that. But you have, but, but it's like these adult children, they're not little kids. And if you operate like that, God would say, what is that going to cost you? Oh yeah. That thing time he could have cooked eggs on top of my head because I was fuming mad but I but I I would talk to him vent to him to get myself down and spend a lot of time praying in tongues and meditating on my love scripture <laughs> and counting the cost because parents need to count the cost is it so right to have your way yeah. for for this this particular thing and it costs your relationship with your child the whole future mm-hmm. and then you're divided for the next 20 years is it is the issue that you're upset about is it really worse if the cost in it really worth it for you to go off address it make a an o- over the top big deal mm-hmm. and it may cause a rift and you never repair your relationship that's so good that's so. great let me and let me ask happens. you guys i'm sorry um no but that's just so it happens and you see you hear it happen all the time and you see mm-hmm. it happen all the time but what do you do let's say you do you are that parent who allowed the rift and then we haven't talked for a number of years how do you mend that relationship Oh my. <laughs> See, I haven't been there. All I could say, you know, it's easier when you have a relationship with God. Yeah. And when you don't have one, it makes it difficult for a parent to understand how to how to take the low road. Yeah. How to you might have been right, but is the cost of being right worth it and causing rifts in relationship? Or can I be humbled and allow God to show rightness? When a person doesn't have that relationship with God, you only hope that they could take your wisdom that you're giving them Mm -hmm. and help them realize unforgiveness is like you taking poison Mm. and you're expecting someone else to die. Mm -hmm. It's causing you health problems. Is it really worth it? Mm -hmm. Do you want to lose your grandkids? Mm -hmm. I mean, with my daughter, when she was a rebellious um, teenager, Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I feeded some of that through some of my hurt in my life, not understanding, um, some of the hurt places and having a disciplinarian father and sometimes just being hard and rigid, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
while I lived the life before Christian life, like I watched what I put in my eye gates. I didn't watch unholy things, things that I thought would corrupt myself. I didn't gossip. I didn't talk about people. Uh, I was not perfect, um, but I worked on certain things that I believed in the principle of God so that I would walk upright. So what I required of me, I required it of her. She didn't always like it. You know, (laughs) you can't see certain things on TV or not. And I might've been too rigid and too strict, but we got to a point where she would rise up against me. And I have felt like any other mom. I'm the queen in this house. Girl, I brought you in here. I'll take you out. I mean, how dare you? But you That's know, a famous saying. Yeah. But you know what? God parents. got on me. God said, you're going to lose her. She's going to graduate from high school and move herself over to California and go to school and never be with you. You need to change. But God. I need to change. Do you say, no, you need to change. You need to represent a godly mother before her. You need to take the low road. You talking about a hard thing to do, but with presence of God and praying. And sometimes I would get so angry at some of the things she would say to me that for me not to respond, I would shake and and she would walk off and tears would roll down my face. Mm-hmm. And and God was, he didn't say you couldn't address it, just not in that anger. Yeah. Right. We yeah. come back later when I had myself together and we would address it. And it was about three or four weeks of me doing that, that I started noticing she started changing. And I had to ask, I was like, my God, why are you being respectful? She says, well, in my prayer life, I taught both my kids to have a relationship with God, to know his voice. Mm -hmm. Said in my prayer time, God began to deal with me and begin to magnify about your changing for Mm -hmm. me. And she says, I want to change for you. Praise God. So it can't, and I don't believe that's something that can only be done when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe you can do that same principle with adult children. You think so? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was, he, he was out the house more in the earlier years. (laughs) That's why I was out of control. (laughs) 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 He he was, he was on the forest working 16 hour days sometimes. And, you know, so. Those are long days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just going to say, I was just going to back up a little bit to talking about uh, having my son and my son-in-law in the house. Sometimes, you know, people would say, man, how do you do that? How do We're going to ask you about that, too. That? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and to me, it really wasn't a big issue to me because um, they respected me, both of them, yeah. to begin with. And I, I didn't run the house like a tyrant. I wasn't like, you know, this is my house. You're going to do it this way or you're going to get out. I, I didn't because I wasn't raised like that. Right. So I, I, I never had that kind of, uh, you know, attitude or demeanor in the house. So that, that made it easier for us to get along mm-hmm. and for a healthy relationship. And, and the thing about them to living in my house at that time is both of them. I knew both of them wanted to leave. They wanted to be <laughs> independent. <laughs> So you were cool. See, see, I, I knew they were going to be there that long because they both wanted to have their own place. And it wasn't because they wanted to get out of our house. It's right. just because they were men and they wanted their own place. And so, and I understood that. And so I could talk the way through it, you know, so we were like in agreement. I mean, I want you to have your own place too. I want you to feel good too. Because <laughs> this so, is my place. <laughs> <laughs> and so we... I really had a smooth transition. And and in my mind, I was enjoying it. Right. You know, because I I like I I felt I wanted them there for that time Mm -hmm. because I knew it was only going to be a season. How about the father 
who has a son on his couch that doesn't want to leave. <laughs> How about that guy? Well, now, in, in that situation, he doesn't want his own we, place. We're gonna have to have a talk. <laughs> yeah. So, so in that way, we're gonna have to have a talk. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to. I'm as the father. I'm gonna have to uh, sit down and 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 you know share my expectations with you. We're going to have to put out some guidelines and some deadlines. When you leaving, brother? Let me stay here forever. Is it six months? Is it a year? I mean, so if we do that up front and now we, we all can, you know, we, we got a plan. We're working on something. So it, 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 it takes a lot of the anxiousness out of the situation if you would have had that kind of situation. So right? you need to see something. We need to see. We need to have a plan, some goals. Yes. And I need to see yes. you working towards something absolutely. in order for this to continue. Yes, absolutely. I love it. Right. Yeah. I love it. Well, yeah. I can tell you this. I think we need to do another segment. <laughs> I, I don't think that we've extracted all that we need. So what we're going to do, listening audience, we're going to uh, have Pastors Tyrone and Cynthia back on again. Uh, we're going to have make this a two week segment because I believe that there's so much more that we need to talk about to help you with your adult children. We pray that you're getting a lot out of this uh, segment. They've given some absolute jewels to help you and your family in times of transition and times of challenges. So we thank you guys for tuning in uh, on Aspire today for this particular segment. But don't forget, come right back next week. They're going to be back here again, sharing some more to help you and your adult children. Be blessed. Listen, we have to get ready to wrap this segment up. We pray that you guys have had a wonderful time. Pastor Tyrone and Pastor Cynthia have given us some absolute jewels to help our adult children to make transitions, whether it be a harmonious relationship or whether it be some challenges. Hey, we're going to come back next week because I believe that there's more that we should extract from this conversation to ensure that we give you everything or at least a head start to help you with this subject matter, dealing with parents and their adult children. So we're going to have another half hour segment coming right to you. Um, I pray that you're praying on the information that was shared with you. I pray that next week, if your children have not watched, that they will watch it with you. Sit down together. Enjoy not only the word of God, but the anointing of God coming from this anointed man and woman of God so that it can better your relationship. Because God's desire is for parent and children, no matter what their age are, to operate and to flow under his promises, his gifts so that your grandchildren and your children after that will have a great example before them. We'll be back next week. We love you. See you soon.